Hello, and welcome to Mori Mori Tambo, a guide to that non-Tokyo life in Japan. I'm Asia, and I'll tell you what it's like to live outside of a major city in Japan. Hi, and welcome to Mori Mori Tambo, episode three. I'm Asia. And I will be hosting you today through this wonderful Mori Mori episode. If you are new to my channel, thank you, thank you, and welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are returning, thank you so much, and I'm happy for your support. Today's episode is about what you will need when you first move to Japan. So by this time, you've probably already interviewed with your company, received your acceptance letter or email, and you probably know where you'll be going. But I'm here to give you four tips on the things you will need to bring with you when you first start living in Japan. Okay, I hope you're ready. Let's start. Tip number one, bring cash. Bring a lot of cash. Well, that depends on what you mean by a lot. So, in my opinion, you should bring at least 3,000 to 5,000 US dollars with you to Japan. And there's very good reason for this. When you first get here, you're going to have to pay for everything in cash. Japan is still a cash based society despite it being a modern society. The elderly population here pretty much outranks everyone else and they love their cash. So it is best to bring cash with you at all times. Here are the things you're gonna need to pay for. When you first come to Japan, you are going to need to pay for your apartment fees. If you're lucky, you might get an apartment where you don't have to pay for your fees, but usually that does not happen. So when you first come here for your apartment, you're going to have to pay your first month's rent, your deposit fee, and the thank you for letting me live here fee. I hate that one. The thank you for letting me live here fee. That's basically a month's rent thanking the landlord or landlady for letting you live in their apartment. Um, recently, that practice has been dying off, but there are still some places that require you to pay that fee. Good luck with that. Um, okay, <laughs> the next thing you're going to have to pay for is your cell phone. Lucky for us foreigners, we have to pay for our cell phones outright. The reason for this is because when we come to Japan for the first time, we usually only get a one-year visa. And Japanese cell phone contracts are for two years. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about that. Yes, all cell phone contracts are for two years. 
And I guess it's been a problem in the past where they have had foreigners come in and they get their cell phones and then the foreigner just leaves. They just disappear. Ghost. And in turn, they leave all their bills behind. So because of that, lucky, lucky us, we have to pay for our cell phones outright. This will set you back anywhere between 500 to $800, depending on what cell phone you get. If you get a smartphone, of course, it's going to cost more. If you get one of those ancient phones that's basically a brick and you can only text with it, yes, that'll cost you less. If you're very lucky, maybe your company will give you a cell phone because they have to contact you, but don't expect anything fancy. They're going to give you one of those old-fashioned brick phones or they're going to give you a little flip phone where basically all it's good for is texting and calling. So yes, you're going to have to pay for your phone outright. The next thing you're going to have to pay for is your electricity bill. When you first come to Japan, since you don't have a credit history, you're going to have to pay a deposit on your electricity bill. And this is about $100. Like I said before, they've had foreigners who will come in, stay for a little bit, and then disappear, leaving all their bills behind. So you're going to have to pay this deposit fee. So that's another $100 right there. And then of course, on top of all of that, you're going to have to feed yourself. So make sure to bring enough money to feed yourself for at least two months. Because usually in Japan, you won't get your first paycheck right away. The pay is retroactive here. So for example, January's pay gets paid in February. And February's pay gets paid in March. So you need enough money to basically feed yourself for about the first two months that you are here. All in all, the safe number to bring to Japan is anywhere between 3,000 and 5,000 US dollars. You can bring more if you want to live, you know, a better quality of life. Say you want to go out all the time and you want to go drinking all the time. That's fine. But yeah, the safe number is about 3,000 to 5,000 US dollars. So try to bring that with you when you come. My second tip is to bring all your medicines, at least three months worth of medicine. When you first come to Japan, you're going to be very, very stressed out. You're going to have to meet new people, a new house, a new culture, new job. So everything's coming at you at once. And then on top of that, you're going to need to find a doctor. 
Now, this depends on your Japanese skills. If you have great Japanese skills, then maybe this shouldn't be a problem. Where if you don't have any Japanese skills or your Japanese is just eh, so-so, you might want to try to find a doctor who can speak English. This might take some time. So I would suggest bringing three months worth of medication because the last thing you need is to worry about running out of medicines that pretty much keep you alive while you're transitioning to your new life here in Japan. Also with medicine, please be careful which medicines you bring into Japan. Certain medicines that are perfectly legal in the United States and in other countries may not be legal here in Japan. I know that certain uh, cold medicines, such as Robitussin and other things like that, are not technically allowed in Japan because there's some alcohol or some other chemicals in it that they just don't allow in their medicines here. So please be very, very careful with that. Also, on that note, as you might know, here in Japan, that special herb, that feel-good herb marijuana, is prohibited. Please do not bring that to Japan. It might be legal where you're from, but it's definitely not legal here. And the last thing you want to do is end up in jail as soon as you reach the airport. It doesn't matter what type of marijuana it is. It doesn't matter if it's medicinal. It doesn't matter if it's recreational. It doesn't matter if it's the type that has no effect on you. The substance itself is illegal in Japan. So please don't come here and end up having your butt thrown in jail, okay? Leave it at home. <laughs> Next, tip number three, clothes. Now this is a shout out to my plus size ladies and gentlemen here. Not even just plus size, but say you're extra tall, you have, a, you have big feet, like you are just a big person in general. Bring clothes, bring enough clothes to get you through at least the first two seasons here in Japan. If you are tall, if you are big, if you have big feet, you're going to have problems finding clothes here in Japan. Maybe not so much in larger cities such as Tokyo or Osaka, maybe even Nagoya. But the clothing sizes are very limited and there aren't that many stores. And if you have a specific style that you like, if it's not like the usual style, like sweaters and shirts, just plain out everyday stuff, you're going to have a hard time finding clothes that you like here in Japan. Um, I have this problem because I am a plus size girl and I have big feet too. Like even in America, I'm a size nine, which isn't that big, I think. 
But in Japan, I just missed the mark by like half a centimeter. So I have to wear men's shoes in my tennis shoes. And if I want women's shoes, I usually end up buying them when I go back to America or I have to special order them online. So for all my plus size tall people, yeah, definitely bring enough clothes with you. Bring at least one suit because when you come here, you will be meeting your principals and you'll be meeting your schools. So you need a suit for that. Bring at least two pairs of shoes, one pair of dress shoes and one pair of casual everyday shoes. And for my ladies, if you are particularly blessed in that area, you will need to make sure you bring plenty of bras in your size, okay? If I'm talking about C cup and above, bring the bras. Because when you come down here, it's hard to find your size. And they like to put padding in their bras for some reason here. And that's completely unnecessary for us. So bring plenty of bras here. You're going to need them. And so that's that for the clothes. And then finally, my fourth tip on things you should bring to Japan is sanitary and hygiene products. So for everyone, if you have a favorite lotion, a favorite shampoo, then I would suggest you bring it. Particularly for my African descent people, my African American women, my black beauties, bring your own hair care products. They do have basic shampoo brands here, such as Herbal Essence, um, what else are they? Head and Shoulders, Pantene Pro-V. They have that here, but if your hair is natural like mine, you will need to find a better brand to bring with you here to Japan. Not just shampoo, but uh, styling products, conditioners, bring it with you. Because you can get them in Japan, but expect to pay three times the price for it. So definitely bring that. Bring your body lotion. For my beautiful melanated people, bring your body lotion. Lotion in Japan is extremely expensive, especially if you want the good stuff. Of course, they have Johnson & Johnson and things like that here, but those are extremely watery. And I am a lotion snob. Like, I love my butters and my creams and everything. You're not going to find that in, like, the drugstore. No, you're going to have to go to a specialty store, such as the Body Shop or Lush or places like that where you can find that lotion. And then be prepared to drop about $20 or more for your lotion. So yes, any essential body products that you need, bring it with you. And I must stress this. 
please, please, for the love that's all holy in this world, bring deodorant, okay? Please bring deodorant. Nobody in Japan wants to be smelling your funky arms, okay? You can get deodorant here, but you will pay anywhere between 7 to $9 for this little tiny stick of deodorant that is not guaranteed to hold you throughout your day. So my suggestion is you go to Walmart or Target or wherever you want to go shopping, go to that aisle, take your cart, and just like throw every single stick of deodorant in there that you can find. Because nobody wants to smell you, okay? I have worked with other foreigners who obviously, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they think they're special or something like that. I have no idea what's going on there, but they stink. They stink to high heaven. And I'm just like, you know, a stick of deodorant will take right care of that. But no, they think they're special and just don't wear deodorant. Um, I've actually had one coworker who was just like, well, it's just my essence and it's fine. I smell fine. It's like, no, bro, you don't. You stink to all heaven. And I don't know if you know this, but Japanese people notice it too. You stink. So no one wants to smell your essence. Japanese people don't want to smell your essence. I don't want to smell your essence. You don't want to be that stinky foreigner. So please bring deodorant. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay, everyone. So those are my four tips on what to bring when you start living in Japan. I hope you enjoyed my podcast today. And if you want some more of this Mori Mori goodness, you can find me at Facebook at Mori Mori Tombo. You can also find me on Instagram and WordPress, all on Mori Mori Tombo. Until next time, Jane.